it's now time for a very non-Pikmin edition of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service to tell you which games to pass into your friends and which games to just find random creatures in and just throw them at things. Something something like that. I'm Corey. I am joined by the blue tinykin himself. He's electrified. Basher. You will pick my least like Pikmin. I mean, I like the green guys a lot better. Green guys, he says. He likes the green guys. We are here to talk about Tinykin. This this little puzzle platformer that's come out of nowhere. We're going to talk about it. But before that, did you know? Did you know? You can let us know what you think about your favorite Game Pass game. 574-651-9256. Pull, just pull out your phone. Right, I'm, I'm going to check the voicemail live. I'm not going to do that. I already did that. Point is, is you can do that. You can shoot us a voicemail, shoot us a text message, whichever you want. We'll talk about it. We'll read about it. Everything. We, You, you could be on the air with us. You could be with us in spirit. Tiny Kim. We have, okay, so it's been a while. I'm not going to lie. We've been gone for... We put out one episode in September. That is unlike us. We're usually pretty <laughs> good about it. I mean... But, well, to all right. To be fair, uh, as, as as we've said before in the show, um, we do the best that we can, and we're not looking for uh, worldwide acclaim. So we're not trying to force anything. First of all, then also, just a couple of guys' <laughs> lives. I mean, like thing thing things happen. So uh, apologies for September, but uh, I, said, I think I think the stuff. problem was or is is that. We play a lot of stuff, but like we we didn't play a lot of the same things along with trying to find time to get together. So with that being said, we've got a full slate already. I promise you it's going to happen for October and then November as well. And so we were playing stuff. So we have to make up for September. That's what we have to do. Which is actually pretty easy compared. Considering what we've already right. played and what's so we got. Out. That's the thing is, again, we played stuff. We just didn't talk about it. But that's what we're here to talk about. Here, we're going to talk about Tinykin. I'm, I'm delaying because I was too busy looking at how long to beat. And I got excited about that. And so I pulled up all these other things. And I don't have the details for Tinykin pulled up. So that's what I'm actually doing. Milo arrives on Earth to find that he's way too small. Everybody's gone, and a day hasn't passed since 1991. Team up with the mysterious Tinykin and use their unique powers to create ladders, bridges, explosions, and a lot more. Find a way home through a spiraling, ant-sized metropolis and unravel Earth's biggest mystery. Tinykin, this is from Splash Team Studios. Available on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, and PC. Uh, I I played it on both of them, and I can say that it runs pretty well everywhere. Um, I guess I, I I lied. I guess I can't talk about Xbox One. But is anybody really playing on Xbox One still? That's what I want to know. Uh, Xbox Cloud Saves works, so you can pick up your progress on uh, PC from console. Vice versa. I actually did play this both on the Series S and X, because um, I do have one of those. And uh, pretty good on both. Pretty good on both. So we're going to add this new, um, this new section. Microsoft added how long Whoa, to beat. Like the literal, I don't know if you ever heard of howlongtobeat.com, but it gives you an idea of how long a game takes to beat. Uh, we got a main story of five hours, mains an extra seven hours. Completionist run will take you about eight hours. 
Regularly priced at $24.99. Tinykin. Let's talk about it. Fake Pikmin. <clears throat> Why was this? So it, it wasn't. Um, this was one. This was kind of a blind. A blind go into. I saw like the the box art and I was just like, hmm, I'm not sure how I feel about this. And like the name Tinykin. I was just like, this seems weird. Um, and so I just kind of booted it up and I will, I will admit like the first like three minutes, I was like, nope, like <laughs> it's, it's kind of a weird game. Like it's a, it's a third person platformer. Um, and like it says, it's, it's almost like a, you know, honey, I shrunk the kids style to where you're in just this big room, but because you are tiny, everything looks kind of crazy. But the thing that really threw me off is that the way that what's his name? I already forgot his name. Uh, Milo walks is weird. Cause he's like in 2d. So when you're walking up and down, it's almost like paper Mario to where you're never actually like, there's no 3d model. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Like it's weird. It looks really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you say paper Mario, I think most people, well, depending on if they play paper Mario, obviously, but yeah, like he, he's flat yeah. in a 3d and world. doing that in a true third person three-dimensional world like i was like man this is weird because it's a platformer like you have to jump and you know you've got to judge jumps and all that stuff and i immediately was like no but after like 10 minutes i kind of got over it and then when i got the first um tinykin and i was like oh i was like this is pikmin like this is totally pikmin in a in a different way because pikmin is more uh isometric view and it's more about using the pikmin to most of the time it's to, to move things or beat things, you know, et cetera, et cetera. This is Tinykin is more about using Pikmin in a platformer way to reach things. Or in, in this case, you still need them to sort of beat things up or knock things down, et cetera. Um, I'm a huge Pikmin fan. So immediately it sort of grabbed me. and I was like, oh, cool. Like, all right, I'm, I'm into this. I never really got Pikmin. Um, I never disliked it, but I never fell in love with it either. So around that first 10 minute mark, I, I think I hit it hit the same point as you did, where it's like, oh, this is Pikmin. And but less of, oh, great, this is Pikmin is more like, oh, this is Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs> and not for good or bad reason, but I think it took me a little longer to hit that point of I think I'm I think I'm digging this. And for me, I think it was more of <clears throat> And as I said at the top, the green Pikmin or Tiny Ken. Um, once I got the green ones, I'm like, oh, I could do so much with these things. <laughs> like, it really changed the way I can navigate this entire field. Because um, like you said, a lot of these maps take place in regular sized rooms, but you're super tiny. So when you walk into any area, it looks huge it looks daunting actually uh there were there were a few times where i would be playing for hours at a time and legit when i get to the next area i'm like all right i think i'm done here because it will open up to this huge room i'm like i don't know if i can <laughs> i don't know where, where to start what to do because one of the cool things this game does is it just drops you in to this area and it just says go for it it's, it's really it's really a true sandbox each time and it doesn't tell you where to go where to start you can just kind of do how you want and figure out these puzzles 
how you want. Yeah, and it's it, the what's weird is like it like with uh, with how long to beat. You know, it's not a long game. You know, I finished it in probably about six hours. Um, but it's it's still kind of amazing to me how well it teaches you about the game because you don't you don't have all the tinykin in the first area, and you know you basically you have the uh, the tinykin that can sort of beat stuff up or, or you know remove things. You get the tinykin the green ones where it sort of builds a platform for you, a vertical platform. And so you can sort of, and then you have the blue ones, which are like electricity and you have to build these sort of basically lines. You have to throw them. And so that way they all conduct electricity with each other. And each, it, it, it builds upon itself literally and figuratively of that. The first area, you only have one type of tinykin. And so every area you sort of start at the bottom and, work your way up basically. But as you're playing the game and you have more tinykin, you start thinking about things differently, but as well as just like the, the puzzles and et cetera, become a, uh, they become more interactive or they become more, more difficult, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just be, because you have more options of it. So like one of my favorite ones is like, you have to basically get like an automated system going with like a washer, a dryer, a bathtub and like, just all these different things that are sort of found in a room and you use each type of tinykin to sort of do something else. And the, the idea is that you're throwing a party for all the other creatures in the area. And it's cool because like you start at the bottom and then as you're working your way up, you sort of find different things and you find different areas and different tools that you must use to basically throw this party for everyone in the, in the, in the quote Valley. So, but because of the art and because of where you're at, you know, because again, it's a single room and you see everything exploding. It's, it's kind of, it's really cool. Like it really is that honey. I shrunk the kids of just like how a single room or even like a hot wheels game, you know, like when, when it takes place in a bedroom or something, it's just, it's cool the way everything builds upon itself. And, and it's, it's rare. You see a game that teaches its mechanics through the world so well. And even though it's a short game, it does that from start to finish, at least in my opinion. Building off that, what I like about the usage of the Tinykin, even more than I remember from Pikmin, is it's you don't get confused. You don't need to worry about managing them. It's all pretty automated. For some reason, they figured out how if I want to build a rope ladder or a step ladder, I can just hold down a right trigger and like it will just pick the green tinykin most of the time. Uh, if there is a a, a a block or, th- or 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 something I need to blow up, most of the time, like almost ninety eight percent of the time, like it is picking the red tinykin. It it removes the management func- function of of the game. And I think that speeds up the process. And I think it's actually quite genius in how they, how they figured that out. Like I don't have to do much and I can just kind of keep going. And there's no, there's no stopping going, Oh wait, I, I picked the wrong one or I meant to put this here. Like it, it all kind of just works. And, and, I, and I find it to be pretty. Yeah. Impressive. And that's the, the management aspect of the whole Pikmin is, is kind of where people I think either fall in love with that game or hate it. Um, because you can do poorly. Like, you know, if you, you, you can play Pikmin poorly, if you put your Pikmin in the wrong situation or you're not using the right Pikmin 
et cetera, et cetera. But again, that, that, that is more of a management game and this is a straight up platformer. But yeah, no, I agree with you in that the, the hardest thing that you have to do is finding them. You know, every time you go into a new area, each area has its own sort of set tinykin. And so you find them in these little like egg pod things and you, you know, you go over and knock them up and, and then they, they come out. And it's, it's cool because they just kind of follow you, you know, almost like, like Pokemon style. Like they're just kind of following you around. And so that at one point, you know, you, you have like this army of, of tiny can find around and it looks cool. Like it, it's a really neat effect. And whenever you do the green ones, it's got a nice little sound effect that sounds like, you know, blocks building on top of each other. And then the blue one's got a really cool sound effect with the um, electricity. And like, you know, when they're getting shocked and everything, like they've got, you know, the, the comic style, like hair everywhere, et cetera. Um, but yeah, it's cool. And like, I, and like you said, it, it removes the management aspect, which is, I don't want to call it frustrating, but it is it is the sense of ten the source of tension when it comes to the Pikmin style. And it's it just I think it's really cool how they were able to look at Pikmin and and not copy it directly, but make it into something different. But in in my opinion, like it's I, I think it it takes literally everything that people don't like about Pikmin and fixes it, which is that's this is Nintendo we're talking about. Like Nintendo are you know master classes are in the are in the master class of game design and somebody i don't want to say outdid them because again they're different games but it's it's very rare that you see somebody take an idea run with it and sort of craft it into their own and and be so successful at it oh absolutely uh i think of other games that came out after that and of course they're all going to leave my mind as soon as i say that but there's one where um you play as like a not even a demigod, but like uh, a, I know what you're talking about the like a oh demon man, or the, something. Uh, Overlord. Like it's going to bother Overlord, me. Overlord. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That was too much. Like a Pikmin thing, if I remember right. Yeah, that, like that's it just yeah, wasn't, straight up Pikmin. It yeah. just didn't take the. Yeah, it didn't take the idea and move any and move anywhere new with it where. Tiny can, as you said, create took the Pikmin idea and just almost created a different genre with it. As much as it's a puzzle game, it's also a platformer and it's a and, and it's a sandbox and it's all of that and it does it all very well. Like it all just blends together extremely well and and, and that's. And once I realized that that was happening, that's when the game really won me over. Yeah. And it, it, it won me by the end of that first level. I was pretty much hooked. I was like, all right, this is cool. Like, I, I want to see where this goes. And it's it's got the factor of um, it, it does have a collectathon. Like there's these pollen clusters that you can get, which um, your Milo has this ability to where basically it's almost like a double jump or a floating jump. And you, you jump in the air, you press A again and a bubble kind of comes around you. And you you can kind of float and by collecting the pollen, you can get more of those. So it has that aspect of being able to go back to other levels where you can see something. You're like, I don't know how to get there yet kind of thing. And it's got that aspect of it to where it's like, okay, now I can get there because I can float farther. But also like another part of the level design I think is really genius is the kind of like the zip lines. Um, as, as you're sort of going through each level, you you find these areas where you create zip lines. And so again, as you're building up and going up, it you create the zip line so that way if you ever do come back or if you do fall or something like that you can get back up easily and the other thing is that i think they were really smart in that if you take too much of a fall too far 
you there, there's not really a penalty for it because you are you at times you were going up 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 like you were going very very high and if i you know screw it because the platforming is is the one area of the game that i'm not it's not perfect and i think part of that is because of that weird sort of 2d art style and there's a lot of instances where you're jumping on plants and stuff like that and i found myself unable to judge those jumps always correctly and there's also a lot of times to where there's like very small gaps in between the petals of the of the plants and i would i would think i can make it by not jumping and i couldn't you know i would walk for it and i just fall right through it kind of thing so there's like a little there's a couple things like that that are annoying but when you fall and it's really not that far you just you die but you respawn right back where you were and i think that was another key aspect it reminds me of psychonauts 2 to where psychonauts 2 is very smart about how it there's nothing worse when you're trying to do something, especially when it comes to verticality and j- jumping up, 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 and then you you screw up or the games, you know, the platforming's not great and you fall all the way down. Like, and now, okay, now I got to start all over. Like, there's the little things like that that I think they've done very smart to keep this, the progression feeling like you're always moving forward. And so it's 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 impressive, honestly, that this this little game, and I think the length is the only thing that people could really, like, harp on because like i said it i beat it in about six hours and if i wanted to go back and do everything there's not that much to go back and do maybe a couple hours um but i would rather them do what they've done well than not well if that makes sense like it's i I was pretty impressed by the once the time the credits rolled yeah the and the only thing aside from the platforming is that sense of scale i mean the only thing that got me each time like again like when i the only time i really kind of was kind of looked at this game was like okay i think i'm done for a minute is when the new area opened up it's, it's not for me it wasn't because the sandbox is so large like for me when i got to a new area i almost had to take a break because when you mentioned the co- the collectibilities the collectibles in this game it was, again, a daunting process, especially the first time, because when you collect your first pollen, it tells you how many pollen is in that room. And when I collect the first, like, handful, it was, like, 15 out of, like, 3,000. I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, I, I'm not collecting all of these. This is no way. And I'm the type of game, gamer, and I'm pretty sure most gamers are this way, where... You're going to try to collect as many of these things as you can, if not all of them. And there's a lot to find. There's a lot to collect. And that's a good thing. But at the same time, it's just a daunting experience. And sometimes you'll get 2,900 out of a 3,000. Like, like where are these last pieces of pollen? Do you really need them? Kind of, sort of, because you want to complete the entire thing. And that was the only sort of frustrating parts for me i i think that's fair but at the same time like i've i think it's something like banjo kazooie which which is or like donkey kong 64 which is sort of the swing in the opposite direction for me of of bad collectathon bad's not the word i want to use um more invasive yeah i I wouldn't say tiny kin is yeah i want to say tiny yeah well i i I just want to say that in in terms of like yes it's three thousand. But most of them are kind of along the way. 
it's not it is not like a donkey kong 64 where it's like yo i don't know where these last 10 pieces are and like i have no clue where to even look um it does a pretty good job of of being able to uh, of you being able to see where you need to go but i was also surprised how much like each level isn't that long you know if to complete it you're talking about 45 minutes about to an hour it feels longer though. Like you said, like when you go into like a new area, it's just like, I feel like this is going to take 18 years to complete. And it, it doesn't, it takes like half an hour to 45 minutes, but most of those collectibles are along the way. Um, I think the part that annoyed me was, is there's sometimes I would see something, especially in the earlier levels. And I'm just like, I don't know how to get to this thing. And it turns out you have to come back kind of thing. And there, there's not, at one point, it does tell you that, like a a, pro, a tool tip came up on the screen. It was just like, you can't get there yet. Come back later. But it didn't tell me that for a while. And I was like, I wish you would have told me that at the beginning because I spent like 20 minutes trying to do this thing that I couldn't do. And that would have been nice to know. No, yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Uh, you, you definitely, there are different things, some things out of reach. And it's not so you get that second or third bubble jump, if you will, that you realize, oh, now I can get it. In the game, I, and I didn't even realize that through a tip. I realized that kind of through the gameplay experience because at some point you do go back in a level uh, to, to to traverse to the next level, or or rather, I entered the wrong hole. I entered, yeah, exactly. I entered the wrong hole. I went back to the old level. I'm like, oh, I can just go wherever now. So that is something they not not only this game, like this, like most games can should be able to. Uh, this should be able to tell you. Better. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know what actually prompted that tooltip. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, that, that would have been something that I think it should have came up sooner. But uh, the only other issue I guess I could say I had is that um, well, I did say it runs well on all these platforms. Every once in a while, if you have a ton of Tinykin following you, and you kind of swivel the camera in certain directions in certain ways, uh, the frame rate can take a huge hit. Um, did you play on console, PC, or? Uh, I did console mostly, and uh, yes, no, no frame drops for me. However, I to to that point, I never had a ton of f- Tinykin following me. I had the I had the op the opposite issue where I'm like, I need more Tinykin. Yeah, and so at? it's it it seems to be rare, and it, it's it's usually kind of brief. Um, but like it's they're there. But like I'm I mean, literally ninety eight percent of the time, frame rates rock solid, never have any issues on series S or X kind of thing. So, but no, I mean, I, I really don't have a lot negative to say about this game. Like, I think this is one of those games where, um, it's set out for a goal and I think it nails it. Like I, it's a, it's, is it a game that, that is going to, you know, is it the God of war of, of Xbox? No, like it's not a, it's not a, a showpiece by any means, but in just terms of like game design and, and look and, and design and art and all those things, like I don't have a lot, to say bad about it. I super enjoyed my time with Tinykin. Like did not expect it at all. And I found this game that I was like super into. And I, that's, it's why we do this podcast. I also enjoyed oh, this man, game. We got another bit. Our game of the year uh, is going to be, it's going to take all of December. Well, it's going to be power washing. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. We don't yeah, need to do me. one anyway. People know it's going to be. <laughs> Um, yeah, I also quite enjoyed this game, uh, and it, and it, it came really out of left field for me as, as someone who was, who, who, uh, 
enjoys the premise of Pikmin just fine to get a premise done in this way where you really kind of uh, kind of kind of change the genre and make it this cool sandboxy platformer puzzle thing like it's super neat like and and, and, and I'm just surprised and, and I'm happily surprised that this uh yeah, and I fast. think it's actually made by one person. Is that right? I kind of want to look that up. I don't remember if it was or wasn't. Maybe I'm, I might be thinking of another game. I think there was another game we played that was one person. Um, I don't remember. But yeah, no, it's it's a small team and all that. Like I said, it's it's just impressive. It, it's stuff like this that that I don't want to call it an indie darling because that term is overused. But it's just like, man, like it's it's cool when a small team is able to achieve something like this. It reminds me of something like Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I don't I don't think it's quite on that level. Like. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, in my opinion, is one of the best Metroidvania platformers ever made. I think this is just a super solid collectathon little game. So, but yeah, so when it comes to Tinykin, we're going to say pass, play it, show your friends. It's, it's not too long. It's charming. You can play it with the kids. If you got kids, I think anyone can pick up this game and have a good time with it. So not a lot of debate on this one. Mostly us just saying, Hey, this is a good game. So anything you want to add? Is it better than Pikmin? I'm sure. Better than Pikmin 1 and 2. Better than Pikmin 3. That's a lot of Pikmin. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've played. Yeah, yeah two out of three Pikmin. I, say, I, don't, I can't remember if I liked Pikmin 2 or 3 more. There was one of them I liked significantly more, and I don't remember why. It's been that long. But will it be better? Would it be better than Pikmin 4? We'll never know we'll because that game's never then. coming out. <laughs> I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. That game's never coming out. I don't care what Miyamoto says. That game is never coming out. When it comes to the future... I keep thinking he died. Are uh, you thinking of Nomura? Uh, that's right. That's right. Okay. No, Awada. Awada passed away. Um, yeah, he was the former sure, president of Nintendo. Yeah, he passed away from bile, like some type of can- bile cancer or something like that. So, what yeah, it was it was pretty rough right. from what I understand. So, but yeah, that is not what we're here to talk about. Um, when it comes to the future, <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the future downer. of this show, um, we played a lot of stuff that we did not play together. So we're going to be doing a ton of. Uh, tag team episodes. We're going to have Grid Legends, Chinese Detective Agency, Metal Hellsinger, Phoenix Son of Rising. Is that what it's called? <laughs> what is it, it called? Is not called that. <laughs> uh, Phoenix Rising. You don't even know. Don't you know don't, that Ubisoft game. <laughs> that Ubisoft game. But yeah, we're going to. So, we're going to be doing a bunch of tag team episodes. That's going to be for the month of October. And I didn't tell Bash this. We do actually have a couple emails uh, or write-ins that I think will be worth. We can do just like a small little uh, mailbag episode. When that comes, I'm not sure. But it's basically more about, it's not really Game Pass stuff. It's more about industry stuff. And not that I don't want to read them. Um, I just think that it makes more sense to maybe do a little episode, like a bonus episode on that. Because we can tend to talk a lot about that stuff. So. Uh, also, we usually cover some of that stuff in our Game Pass, um, State of Game Pass that we call it. So and one of those will be coming up because it's already October. So end of the year is coming up. But, all right, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you next time with a tag team episode of some kind. Good day, sirs.